You are now in the zone. With Taste Test Live. Hosted by Damien Lamar and Blue Francois. Check, check, Welcome. check, check, check. All right, guys, what's jazzing? What's jazzing? We're back. It's another week of Taste Test Live. And I'm your host, Damien Lamar. I'm the host of the new music program, Taste Test, on WJCT 89.9 in Jacksonville and streaming worldwide on WJCT.org. Taste Test is my weekly one-hour-long music show, and it airs on Sunday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern and Tuesday nights. And I'm joined in the studio week after week with my really good friend and co-host, Blue Francois. Oh, that's me. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Good. You, you, good, you well, good. it's a good week. Yeah, I got my new iPhone today. Yay! Yeah. Welcome to the club. Yeah, I tried to go back old so I didn't have to deal with some of the new iPhone problems. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't. I haven't had any issues with an iPhone um, in a long, long time. So, I, I love my iPhone. I do. They got me. I'm got part. I'm life. part of. I'm part of the Apple Matrix. <laughs> they got you for life. I think so. I had one, um, I got an, uh, a Windows phone once when I was on AT&T. Oh, cool. It was the worst time of my life. Wow. Because I had my own business and it was counterproductive to what I was trying to do in my business. Wow. And I complained and I wrote AT&T. I tweeted them and they were tweeting me back and I was just, I didn't like them well, because Tamika. they gave me that phone. And they knew I had always had an iPhone. Well, Tamika just looked at you with like, oh, I wonder if you're talking, throwing shade at me. No, because <laughs> she just told you that she's going back to Samsung. Now you're convincing her. Well, they've increased. I mean, OK, to clean it up, I think cell phone companies have done a really good job of making or manufacturing phones and mm-hmm. fixing a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. This was like 12 years ago, bro. So, right. <laughs> things have changed. And Samsung is on their A game. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Samsung all day. OK. All right. <laughs> All right. So um, for, for our, our first timers, those individuals who are listening to the show outside of what I do on Sunday nights, what is Taste Test Live all about? Taste Test Live is your weekly conversational podcast where we recap uh, Damien's unique, special curated playlist from his radio show, Taste Test. Plus, our podcast highlights the latest happenings in music, the newsmakers of the week, and we bring in you in-depth discussions with unique people that we deem special. That's right. We have another guest this week, Emmanuel Washington, who will be joining us later to discuss his work on an upcoming film and involvement with Directions Incorporated. Yes, yes. I'm excited about interviewing Emmanuel Washington. Um, I've known this man for a long time. Off and on. Yes. So I'm happy to have you here. Yes. I'm glad um, to be here. This is an honor. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, welcome to the Mutual Admiration Society. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a secret society, though. Yes. Um, so um, that's coming up real soon, but we're going to dive into the show recap. I have to say that Sunday's show was one of my favorites. Episode 38. So it's called 38 Special. Mm. Right. But, you know, I always have to put a spin mm-hmm. on food. Or taste or something because the show is called Taste Test. So this one's called This Tastes Good to Me. Mm. Right? Okay. That's the name okay. of the show. Like this that. Tastes Good to Me. Yeah. All right. So, um, Blue, you you heard the show. Yes, I, mean, I did. And, okay. Any, any, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the rundown to you. But what about the feel? Um, 
Sunday night, I was going for more of a neo-soul feel. I was trying to capture some of that. Did you get that at all? Or Yeah, I got that. I got that. I, I think music is so different now. And so you can't just put a, uh, a you can't just put, it's like you can't put it in a, um, you know. Yeah, in a bubble, like yeah. one category. It's very yeah, broad. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know my, my new girlfriend, she's on to that, you know, Cap Cautious Clay. So I heard about him. Uh, maybe a month ago and so i've been listening to him and so when you played it i was like jesse's playing it yeah so i was just like oh so so spread so like all yeah. the music you play i'm familiar with i like how you um threw in uh the guest song from last from our, week yeah our last um, week's guest was, you know yeah. i'm not gonna lie i was a little I, I didn't hear anything of their music but when i heard that and i and i went to go look at the list i kind of said oh that was jay you know what i'm saying so when i'm yeah. listening and i didn't catch when you because i didn't listen to the whole thing like every you know so when you when you played it i was like oh that's nice yeah. so when i went back and looked at the whole list i was like oh i i, 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 I do my best to try to strategically impressive. fit yeah. people where was, they belong in the set list yeah that was impressive so i like that so, so yeah. i so i you know i do the the side a side and a, side yeah. b so side a is what i play before the break Mm-hmm. And then side B is what I play after the break. Side A is the longer side, and then side B is the shorter Short side. side yeah. um, started off with one of my favorites, uh, Jordan Rake, Wildfly- Wildfire. I was, and I have a, I had a tongue twister as I was trying to say that in the studio. Yeah, say it in Spanish. Wildfire. 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 <laughs> um, also, um, Jesse J. Man, I had to play her again. It's my favorite song. I believe in love, she and that's that's from her. She got it. R O S E E P the the empowerment ep she got it and that song is if you haven't heard it do yourself a favor and like go download it now it's it's like super important and then i i did something different this year um uh, this this with this set um i did something called a perfect pairing like you would normally pair cheese and wine right. or two mm-hmm. different wines um and i paired the same artist with two different songs mm. um and I, of course i like i said on the on the radio you know I always have an opportunity to slide Erica Badu in every time I oh, can I because yeah. I love her I so much. I, I just, I love Badu. I, I can't help it. it. I love her. Yeah. So I played a remix of Other Side of the Game from the Baduism album, but I found something, um, and I, I'm surprised that I should have a late pass because I didn't think I was going to have, Right. I didn't think I was going to find it. You know, I, I'm surprised I didn't hear about it, I should right. say. Um, this this album called Baduology an ode to Erica Badu, and it's the remixes. It's a the the Teresa, I believe, is the label, but the producer is Brent Sinatra, and he remixed "Other Side of the Game." Yeah, it's it, yeah. such a dope remix. But it's all of her music it's remixed. Fun, yeah. So it's her original vocals, everything that you originally heard on the original songs, but they're remixed. And then I played "Turn Me Away," "Get Money," um, which is that. You know, not to, I believe that's Minnie Riperton. Can't turn me away. All right, all right. Yeah, that's, I played that song from her New America Part 2 album. And then, of course, Jay Ham featuring Lydia. We played We Are Power. And because of Blue Francois, I was introduced. I, most people don't introduce music to me. It just usually finds me. Say <laughs> Nabusi. Oh, my goodness gracious. I owe you nothing. That song is so powerful, man. That's I such a song. I owe I mean, yeah. she is killing it. She's when I when it. I um discovered her, I heard this bravado yeah. that um you don't hear a lot. And Mm-mm. the fact that she is of um 
uh, Danish, Swedish, yeah, she's Swedish. from Swedish. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like yeah. you know, like, like yeah. I play, I played it um, at at my job mm-hmm. during our exercise moment, and all of the sisters were coming up to me and asking me like, you know, who is that? Yeah. You know, because uh, of course they're still getting their music from the radio. <laughs> Um, <laughs> right, but they're not getting their music from taste tests. See, right, right, see, right, right. That's right. a different kind of radio. Yeah. So, uh-huh. I mean, um, the video, the way it's shot, yeah. you know, um, you know, just you know, um, the actors or the people in in it, they're they're just very relaxed. very picturesque. Yeah, they're like yeah, models, yeah, and yeah. they're just like it's very strategic. I yeah. love it. The camera angles are nice, man. Yeah, I mean, and 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 and, that, and the fashion in there. Yes, the fashion is yeah. at another level. Yeah, and, 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 and so, um, yes. Say I, Nabu C, man. Yeah, you. I yeah. mean, say Nabu C. Remember, yeah. it's it's S E I N A B O. Last name S E Y. Google it. Do yourself a favor. Jump it. As a matter of fact, take a video journey. Go to YouTube and yeah. like watch oh, all her stuff. Yeah, yeah. she got a lot of stuff. There is one where she was. Uh, it was I think a Nobel Peace Prize award ceremony, mm-hmm. and there's a ton of people in the audience, and everybody's standing mm-hmm. up when she was introduced. They are standing up and they're like dancing, like, "Why don't I know this song?" Mm-hmm. But they all knew it. Yeah. You know, so she's I think she's very, very popular, popular overseas. Party, I mean, I really am late pass <laughs> needed for sure. Um, and then, of course, I played Zylo, mm-hmm. Z-I-L-O, new artist. Um, Don't Waste My Time. Her new album is called The Nature of the Beast. And then, of course, you mentioned Cautious Clay. I had to play mm-hmm. Crown from his uh, Resonance EP. And then I like to end the set in a good place because I'm going to set you up for the next set. Right. Um, side A ended with Madison McFerrin, who is Bobby McFerrin's daughter, hmm. Taylor okay. McFerrin's sister. I like I like the McFerrin, McFerrins. I really should. I think I'm part of their family somehow. <laughs> and she has an, a song called Insane. And she, just like her father, she literally did it all a cappella. There's no music and she nails it. It's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, uh, from her found, Finding Foundations Volume Two EP, and then my friend Homer Gaines. He's a producer I know that lived in Jacksonville. I um, I was actually in Atlanta in um, last year around Labor Day, and I went to this uh, place in West Egg um, over in <laughs> and had br- uh, breakfast or brunch there and saw the guy Andre that was in in Moonlight. He was out there playing with his son mm-hmm. and ran into Homer and his wife, and we started chatting and just talking it up. And he um he's been like on this this long mission of like literally just cranking out the tunes, cranking them out, cranking mm. out. So I hit him up and I told him, I said, I'm playing. I said, you're going to be on the radio Sunday. Mm. And he goes, what song are you playing? I said, Saturday morning. Because most of us think about Saturday morning. It's the morning you get up, you go, you know, everybody has a different Saturday morning ritual. Some right. people celebrate, you know, Shabbos or the Sabbath. Sabbath yeah. And um, some people get up and they go to the mall, <laughs> do whatever right. they want. So whatever that Saturday morning feel is for you, that's it was it when I played it on Sunday night, it makes you think about Saturday morning. So mm-hmm. ended side A with that and then came back with the straight up old school throwback. And old school, unfortunately, is not like old school, like class. I guess it would be considered classics if it was from like the 70s. But mm-hmm. D'Angelo, Spanish joint mm-hmm. from his voodoo album. Yeah. And then I played Jill Scott, One is the Magic Number yeah. from Who is Jill Scott. And then I ended with Maxwell, Matrimony, Maybe You from Embrya. Mm. All three of those songs are pretty lengthy and they filled the whole second set. Mm -hmm. But I did that because it's still Hispanic Heritage Month. And all three of those songs are heavily Spanish influenced. They use a lot of Hispanic influences in the music. 
So um, that was how I rounded out, you know, 38 special. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good show. Very good. My so, favorite. Thank you. Your, your favorite. Because I played Saint, uh, Saint Ambrose. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And okay. then the, just the, the way that the soliloquy of how you played them. The, the say, say that word one more time. Soliloquy. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Don't cool. ask me what it means because I forgot the definition, but it sounded good in that context. <laughs> it did. The soliloquy of the song. What if soliloquy. I told you it was pronounced soliloquy? <laughs> Spell it. <laughs> don't, right. Don't ask me to do that. Exactly. <laughs> So our next segment, we, we thanks to our guest last week, we had a lot of fun. And I kept making this reference about, you know, taste testing. Mm. And I like I like making sexual innuendos mm. without being sexual. Okay. That's okay. why I said, put it in your mouth. Mm. Mm. Put it in your mouth. Yes. Black erotica. Right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that's our new segment. So instead of us saying, oh, we got the news coming up, we are going to say. Put this in your mouth. Well, put it in your mouth. <laughs> so blue like i wasn't expecting to sing it I, of course <laughs> yes so give us the rundown on like what happened this week we got i mean there's a lot of uh stuff that we got to taste um tyrese gibson and his wife samantha uh, welcomes a baby girl mm-hmm. i forgot that he was married so i was actually shocked i was like oh me he, too he was married yeah you know because you know he had a you know um so um, the singer at their wife Samantha recently had a um, child together and is the the news is taking um, and then he, I think he wrote on uh, Instagram Father God we love you for delivering on your promise Princess Soraya Lee Gibson is here eight pounds six ounces um, lives just changed forever because I think it was it was a rumor that she couldn't I guess it was a, I think it was a health issue between I don't know if it was him or her so I think I think it was very shocked that it happened but to be totally honest I think there was some kind of like uh, in vitro thing going oh, on. Oh wow! I think okay because I remember there was I remember he was very stressed out because I know they were trying to have a child mm-hmm. and so I don't know I think they had you know when you got money you could do stuff like that so yeah you get the best doctors and the best yeah. best healthcare available. Yeah. I, know, that's what I personally from... think, but I know that they was having some health issues and they've been trying to have a baby. So when they had a baby and he wrote that, I, it kind of made me say, oh maybe they had, you know went ahead and just say hey whatever it takes to have a child here. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, well, congrats to, uh, to Samantha Tyrese. and uh, and Tyrese Gibson. So um, new releases. Yeah, John Legend. Oh my God. Yeah. Finally announces. You know what's so funny? I thought he did Christmas song, but this is a first his first Christmas album. Um, actually going to be produced by Raphael Sadiq and mm-hmm. Wow. And um, they I think they're going to be going on tour with this album, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they are. Yeah. And uh, the album will be out by October 26th. Can't so, wait. Yeah, well, that's gonna be. Can't wait. October is filled with like new music. Yeah. Who else is coming uh, up with it? Marsha Ambrosia has a new album. Yeah. Um, Nyla, which is named after her, um, her and her husband's firstborn child. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nyla. That's unique. I thought um, it, when I read it, it was capital N Y L A, so I thought it was like New York L A. And I was like, what? And I had to read like real carefully. <laughs> you had to like, read it up. <laughs> yeah. It made me read. I can't just read the headline. Uh, Mario. Yeah. Um, Old school Mario. Talking about the Mario, um, braid your hair. Yep, braid your hair, Mario. <laughs> He's dancing. <laughs> that, well, the name of his album is called Dancing Shadows. Oh, and that comes out in. Well, by the time this is aired, it will come out in two days. So it's coming out Friday. I'm gonna tell you a funny October story. 5th. A little segue. Yeah. Um, when I first heard about Mario, he had that little single. Then he know he lost his voice. Y'all knew about you knew his I, I didn't know about that. No. He had lost his voice for it. That's why he disappeared. 
Atazio from Jacksonville uh-huh. was working for him because he wrote uh, Kryptonite for Mario. Okay. And so I I felt like when Tazio and him got disconnected, I think it was hard for him to kind of come out by himself because Tazio, was, to me, was helping him, you know, write, you know, write music and sing, stuff like that. So, and I told Tazio, you need to tell his story. But anyway, uh, Mario's coming back out with an album called Dancing um, Shadows, October 5th. Yep. So look out for that. And then also my favorite, LMA. Boo it up, LMA. Which is going to be <laughs> self-titled. Hey, what if they were album? LMA, boo it up. My new album. <laughs> anyway, uh, she also, I haven't seen it, but I've seen somebody talking about it. She revealed the cover art. Yes. What does it look like? Well, the, Is the, it like a drawing? No, the front of it is it's a picture of her. Like real it's chill. It's a drawing or is it a real picture? It's a real picture. Oh, yeah, okay. It's a yeah, good, I heard somebody photograph. It's not. It's not Blue Francois photography. It's like a picture. Like It's like an abstract picture where she's looking off. No, she's looking. She's looking directly at, at people, but on the back, she's also looking directly at you. But her t- her titles are like faded out, like they're washed out. You can't see what the title, the song uh, titles are. Wow. So there's some mystery behind her. Uh, yeah, vocally, her I, you know, I, I wouldn't mind. Now I'll buy her album uh, because I feel like she is. Uh, she represent what where we. She represent what uh, R and B is to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she's yeah. not. She's not too far right. She she just like she does her own thing. So I I, I really respect. And that you song. know she was she was discovered on on Instagram. She yeah. was just singing on Instagram, and that was the cool part yeah. about it. That, you know yeah, she um yeah I I really have a lot of respect for her. So it could happen. That, yeah yeah. In this day and age, you just never know. I mean, Tony Braxton was discovered at the pump. She was pumping gas and singing. Yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. So um. Mac Miller celebration October thirty first. Um, yeah, a bunch had, of bunch of celebrities are getting yeah. together to uh, to raise some money. The call the Mac Miller Circle Fund. What, what are they raising money for though? I, I guess suicide awareness and depression prevention. Um, well, who are they giving the money to? Because he didn't he he didn't need the money. No, I, that I don't know. He had so many hits. Yeah, if if you guys oh maybe they're raising money to give to suicide awareness across the nation. Right. I'm sure they're going to pick a cause, but this is to to highlight suicide, suicide awareness, you know, drug and alcohol abuse. I would like to be on a finance committee of that. Um, <laughs> the people out there, if you're listening, whoever's putting together Mac Miller, reach out to me because I just don't know where this money's going. <sighs> yeah, but it's a it's a it's a pretty decent <laughs> it's a pretty decent lineup of, of artists that are going to be there from Schoolboy Q, SZA, Thundercat. Oh, I like Thundercat. Have you heard of Thundercat? Oh my God, yes. Yeah, I like Thundercat. Ty yeah. Dolla Sign, Vince Staples, uh, John Mayer, Anderson Pack. Oh, whoa. Chance the Rapper. Oh. Yep. Um, Dylan Earl, Earl Sweatsuit. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? Earl Sweatsuit and um, uh, I know, yeah, I heard about him. You know, he did some stuff with uh, um, the guy you just mentioned. What's his name? Um, Tyler, the Creator. Yeah. 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 I love him. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chance the Rapper, Dylan Reynolds. Said Domo Genesis. I'm not sure who these who these yeah, guys are, but I got to go do my research. Yeah, apparently. we got to do the research. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's gonna be so. But you can go um, get tickets if you uh, anybody's interested. Uh, tmmcf.org if you're interested in going to the Mac Miller's um, celebration of life. Yeah, excited about that. Um, now that we put everything in our mouth and we tasted some news, I really want to get to the discussion of our guest. Yeah. Why, why, why Emmanuel Washington's here? So I'm, I'm super, super excited. We're gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna play a quick snippet mm-hmm. of my latest single, Limits. Limits. All right. So here's Limits. And then we'll come back and we'll be listening to Emmanuel Washington. Okay, cool.
back i hope you guys enjoyed limits yeah that was amazing thank you yeah you should uh drop that single worldwide i'm scared i don't understand I'm, why i'm scared that was an awesome song I'm, I'm really scared i have a whole ep it's like five songs and it's ready to go yeah but i'm scared yeah so i'm one of these artists that sit on things but anyway enough about me <laughs> um please go ahead and introduce uh, uh our next guest Yes, I would like to formally introduce Emmanuel Washington. And before I read his bio, I want to give you a little side story, some background information. Um, um, the platform I've created with poetry and music, um, you know, this is going to be my first time again letting Emmanuel know, but they inspired me to do something when I was younger to do something that was like mind blowing for me. And that was to just create something for other people to enjoy themselves and come. So when I first heard about Emmanuel, um, I got inspired and just was so fascinated by Emmanuel. I don't think he knows this, but like when, um, you remember when they brought Cameron Corvey oh and me, God. like yeah, we, we, I, I was mind blown. Me and Cameron Corvey on, on the, uh, we, on the, on the like, same stage. Like I don't like. I went to the mall with that bro. Right. Man, we just like hung out, man. It like was cool. Jacksonville don't realize what Emmanuel and Tiffany did for certain people. Like as far as like like a lot of these musicians who's performing, you know, like before there was cats downstairs. Like when I first heard about Soul, like the presentation that Emmanuel and Tiffany put in these shows, it was yeah. kind of like I felt like we was in DC or you know I remember very secret underground yeah underground it It was like culture I remember even when we I remember when he did it I remember they even believed in me to partner up to do a show when we did uh was it not not it was a electric not was it organic organic pleasures let me tell you what we did we had live painting we had naked girls in painting we played a movie Watts was it Watts yes we played great memory yeah we played Watts this throughout the duration of the show, we did live poetry, live music, did live painting, and it was so good that it didn't have the greatest attendance. But people who seen pictures and video after was like, "Oh, I wish I would have went. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I should do another one." But it was so costly because we collaborated with um, <laughs> Carlos from Ninety Five South and his uh, beautiful wife, very yeah. creative and talented, yeah. Anita. Yeah. So like they did like hairstyles and design. Mm-hmm. Like it was so. Like, wait, I think we did, like, if we was to do something like now, nah, we, we'll probably make so much money, but we collaborated. I think it, there's an idea. 
<laughs> but it was so yeah. like from there, people allowed me to say, "Hey, Blue, you should do a show." And I think that they gave me that platform. I remember when they, I remember when they was doing stuff with Dialo, Dialo, with Dialo, um, so, so Dialo. Q at um, mm-hmm. the bookstore. Yes. Um, and I remember I drove. I didn't go in, but I remember I drove by, and I was so like fascinated. Like, wow, people are really doing book show. Like, I think y'all was doing like little book. Y'all like introducing people about books and Nefertiti. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? I yeah. think the name of the shop was Nefertiti. Yeah, it was Nefertiti Books and Gifts. How long was that? Twenty five years ago. About Man, yeah. you older than I thought you were. I'm 37. What you were like 12? No, I'm 38. You were 12 then? No, uh, no. Apparently, you know it because uh, yeah, because I met Rockman because I think Rockman told me about it, but I didn't know who they were. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, wait, I'm 38. Oh my gosh, was I 12? Yeah. Jesus. What happens when you get over 30? Anyway, you start losing your mind. Anyway, so <laughs> no, I'm I, so I would like to introduce Emmanuel to this show because he's someone that's been very vital and pivotal to my career in introducing live shows, live music. Because I I got my first inspiration and 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 understanding of dynamics of how to put everything together from Emmanuel and Tiffany, and then they then gave me the opportunity to uh, express myself and then allow me to do shows and and collaborate with them. So I want to thank you for that. And then, um, and then you know, as I became well versed and realized that I'm not a singer, I just say, hey, I could just put on shows for people and let them be themselves. So thank you, Emmanuel. Anyway, since 1999, Emmanuel Washington and his partner Tiffany Duhart have been working to bring exposure and promote the cultural arts and entertainment in Jacksonville throughout their company. Nocturnal Escape LLC for uh, Emmanuel. It really began when he noticed that there was a missing audience. Um, at events where that were of artistic value the desire to spread the word became his mission and with and with this came the creation of Jacksonville's biggest and longest running spoken word and live music event soul release soul release soul man yes. oh my amazing God. it was wonderful um, i missed that what a time to be alive right to attend soul release i used to oh my god anyway emmanuel has also produced plays from local writers, fashion shows, after parties, and historic parties for regional and national artists. Uh, man, I don't even want. I mean, he, they, y'all brought Kevin Sandbloom. Y'all brought Leon Anthony. T- Le- put Leon Timbo on the <laughs> game before Leon Timbo even had a record. Yeah. Anthony David, Grammy yes. Award winning oh Gram- uh, Anthony David, Jaguar Wright. Oh my Guapale. Oh Guapale. my God. I missed that. I was. I cried. I, I was cried. there. I yeah. was there. I yeah. seen that. I cried. I see, that was, She's so beautiful to me. Oh yeah. my and God. I, I remember when she um, closed her set out with. Um, um, tell me something good. And did she do how, closer? Y- yeah, yeah, just, of course she did. Just how closer. everybody came together, and um, that was the the vision that we saw. You know, back in 1999, it came to fruition then. And yeah. uh, so just really, really grateful for that. Awesome. Soul yeah. release. Soul release. And as Nocturnal Escape grew, they began to provide marketing service to companies like Florida Black Expo, the St. Augustine Amphitheater, the Ritz, um, Times Union. Yeah, Times Union. Um, the Jacksonville, uh, the Florida Theater, State College of Jacksonville, uh, Broadway Production. Oh, let me start over. <clears throat> As Nocturnal Escape grew, they began to provide marketing services to companies like the Florida Black Expo, the St. Augustine Amphitheater, the Ritz Theater, the Florida Theater, State College of Jacksonville, Broadway Productions of Drumline Live, The Color Purple, and more. In 2012, Emmanuel filmed 
and produce a documentary entitled We Remember Rains. Vikings, Ichiban, yeah, and yeah. American High School, which was screened at the Arban African American Library in Atlanta, in Atlanta. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Emmanuel was done a lot. To, and to continue, currently, and this is why he's here. Yes. Which I'm very, very excited about. Um, he was currently the uh, creative director of a literacy program entitled Before Email, of which I had the privilege of experiencing and being a part of that production. It was wonderful. Thank you for allowing me that opportunity. Thank you for picking um, up the phone. Hey, yeah. Before Email, it's a reader theater production. And after creating Before Email, the program was presented during the second year of One Spark's crowdfunding uh, event. One Spark is the first crowdfunding festival that's indigenous to Jacksonville and you guys had the privilege of being there. It was also highlighted in Arbus article, an Arbus magazine in Jacksonville entitled 20 Set to Shine. As a result, the program was picked up by Jacksonville's public library and featured live performances and various uh, library branches. Emmanuel Washington is currently working on his next film and is also proud to be uh, joining the board of Directions, D-I-E-R-E-C-T-I-O-N, Directions, Inc. And he discovered that he met Lutricia Gibbs Talbert. Is Am I pronouncing that right? Lutricia. Lutricia. Mm-hmm. She's the director, and, and they met in an early session of Soul Release Poetry. And it is with great honor that he's joining to support her and uh, inspiring her work with Directions, Inc. So, Emmanuel Pardon us for the long, 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 long introduction. Kind of, kind of add to it. Yeah, but again, thank you. And then for me, even though Blue, you know, Blue expressed for me, mm-hmm. you provided me as an artist, an independent artist, a platform to be able to express myself. Yes, I was so, conf- I, w- I just wanted to sing. You know, I just wanted a platform to be able to get in front of an audience and literally test out. Release your soul. I, I use I use that soul release to to test new material out mm. on hard audiences. You did. And I would do songs that I would never do and never I prop some stuff that I never released. As right. a matter of fact, I have a song that I that is on this EP uh-huh. that I that I created in front of the audience right then. Mm-hmm. And I still have that. So mm-hmm. years and years ago. Um, so thank you again for thank providing you. that thank opportunity you. and that platform. Um, I can't, I'm, I'm sure Hallelujah. other people, in, I know. Yeah, Hallelujah. Blue is literally sitting here with his hands <laughs> raised up, praising the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's good. It, I you. think, I mean, it's a, Jacksonville's missing. They're, they're missing that. Right. Right. They're yeah. missing the soul release. We're missing those nocturnal escapes and those really cool yeah. events that, that kind of kept the glue going. And what I'm doing with taste test with music, you guys were doing way long time mm-hmm. ago, and actually bringing these artists here. So, welcome. Enough of, enough about us. Enough about us. You know, fawning over you and falling <laughs> over you. Your, your honor. We are not worthy, but we are grateful for your presence. And talk to, talk to us about what you got coming up, man. Well, first of all, let me say thank you guys um, for being the ingredients that are needed in our creation. And so, without you, we would not be able to present anything. And so, um, you know. It, it goes both ways, and so I'm definitely glad to be here on this platform. Um, I've been listening uh, to Taste Test, and I'm just really blown away um, when I hear what you're doing because it just happened out of the blue, like, like yeah. out of the blue. Yeah. It's one um, of those things that just runs yeah, up behind yeah. you and just, like, slap you in the back of your head and keeps running. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm here today to talk about my, um, my newest project, my documentary film that I've been slaving over for mm-hmm. about four years. Um, uh, 
once upon a time in those four years, um, I had been, um, you know, driving back and forth to work. And um, you come to that point in your life where you need to have some type of spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. And so um, I had, um, was riding around with uh, a a, um, classic uh, collector's issue of uh, Edwin Hawkins' Greatest Hits. Mm. And I was listening to it and um, just really, really uh, enjoyed it. But then some kind of way um, it um, got stretched up and, you know. So, okay, so this was vinyl. Um, well, it was CD. It was a CD. It, it okay. Was a CD. And Edwin Hawkins, for those individuals who don't know who he is, was a it's a gospel great. Right. He he is the godfather of gospel. Thomas Dorsey is the father of gospel music, but Edwin Hawkins is the godfather of what will become um, contemporary gospel music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, interestingly, um, I found an album by jazz pianist Ramsey Lewis, and mm. he did a um, a gospel album called With One Voice, and and um, the first song on there was "Oh Happy Day," and I was just, you know, I'm in my in my truck and I'm driving and I'm just, I'm getting in the spirit and I'm loving it and I'm saying to myself, "Man, we don't sing songs like this today no. in 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 the contemporary church." Um, and so um, when I did just did a little uh, research about how the album came about. Ramsey Lewis talked about how he was inspired by um, the song when it came out, and so much so that he played um, the record so much that he, he went through three records. And in this um, you know, time of him making a gospel album, he knew that he wanted to record um, you know, Oh Happy Day. And interestingly, um, I, I discovered that um, the choir that he used was his church choir, which was a Methodist church um mm-hmm. quiet and so i come from the pentecostal um denomination and to hear a methodist um denomination singing a church of god in christ pentecostal uh song yeah, that's, that's, and, yeah. and owning it yeah i was blown away and so you know again as a result of um you know being a lover of history a level of music um i i wanted to know why we were not um singing in particular this song in in our contemporary church settings um as well as other um you know great gospel classics and and when i would ask um people who were just a little bit older than i were they would you know they would just only reply with um well you know those those are good songs i don't know why we don't sing them and and so um that led me on the journey to find out what was so great about um, Oh Happy Day. And for um, a lot of our listeners, um, definitely the the millennials, um, they would have heard Oh Happy Day um, with the uh, movie Sister Act. And in that movie, um, when they sung it, it just really, really brought um, everybody to um, you know, the experience of gospel music, whether you were in church or not. And, you know, you can look at on YouTube and you will see um, all types of uh, races, um, nationalities singing Oh Happy Day. Mm-hmm. And um, so, again, um, you know, I, I, I said there's there's something here. And a lot of the documentaries that talk about gospel music, they do mention um, oh, happy day! And a lot of people talk about when they first heard it, and but it's 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 a soundbite, mm-hmm. and so um, as a, uh, a a young man back then who grew up with the song, now approaching my fifties, 
I'm longing for that music. Mm-hmm. I love the music that we have today um, because that's just the cycle of life. But when I hear Oh Happy Day, when I hear I'm Going Up a Yonder, when I hear, you know, all these great songs, um, I'm, I'm saying, why are we leaving these, yeah. you know, behind when, you know, they can speak to us today? And so... Um, I started, I started the journey, and obviously um, that is uh, the subtitle of the song. It's, Oh Happy Day, the journey of a song will be the film. And so um, in looking at the research, you know, everybody would agree that when, when um, Edwin Hawkins came on the scene and they had the song, that it changed the game. But um, that was about it. And 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 because a lot of the um, the books were, were written in the um, middle um, to late '80s, that's where the narrative stopped. And then, like I said again, you had it come back out with Sister Act, and then a little bit later on, it was it appeared in the movie um, Secretariat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Pride, uh, and and uh, everybody under the sun has sung this song, and. So then um, after, you know, getting that general Google information, I started going to the books and um, I happened to find um, um, a uh, book by Dr. Bobby Jones um, called mm-hmm. Touched by God, where he has a biography of different um, gospel artists of the um, the 90s and 80s. And of course, he had a um, a chapter with, with Edwin Hawkins. And so um, I was reading it and I came to a part where it talked about how um, as a result of the success of the song, there was a backlash. And this backlash caused him to go into a, um, a period of depression. And, of course, um, as, a, as a contemporary man, um, you know, I didn't understand. What do you mean backlash? This is old happy day. But th- at the time that it came out, Nothing had like that had ever been heard. Right. And so um, I then began to maybe get the clue that there was a reason why the song wasn't sung as much in our worship service. And so as I began to, you know, again, go and do the research again, um, it was said that uh, one of the reasons that the song um, got backlash was that it sounded secular. And so within all of our um, history of African-Americans, there is this conflict that we have. Mm. Dr. Du Bois talked about, you know, um, you know, this this you know, this black body, one being American and one being a Negro. And, and there was this, this right. conflict. Right. And so, um, you know, I was saying, how could this not be understood? So um, not wanting to um, go back, but I had to go back to slavery, you know, because uh, what I found um, through our great um, folklorist, Jordan Hurston, in her book called The Sanctified Church, um, she talks about the Negro spirituals, and we've all heard Negro spirituals. Uh, but she's saying, in, um, when she is writing this book, I believe in the 30s, she's saying that what you are hearing um, as Negro spirituals are, in fact, not Negro spirituals. Wow. They are dressed up um, European style 
um, song. And so she said the spirituals that we have today are not the spirituals that the slaves would have sung. And so, of course, I'm like, okay, wow. Like, I thought when you hear, go down Moses, you know, I, yeah. I thought that was how they were. But she's saying, no, that's not how they were. They they were refined as, um, a, you know, through the process of um, African-Americans, um, you know, you know, going to um, colleges and all that good stuff like that. And in fact, um, we have Fisk, uh, the Fisk uh, University, um, the Fisk Jubilee Singers. They go out on a world tour um, to help raise money for the college. And um, they're singing uh, all of these great operatic songs but they're not really getting the feedback. You know, audiences are like, oh, well, you know, that's just black, that's you black people imitating Europeans. And so um, the chorus director, he decided to um, take some of the old spirituals and, of course, redress them up. And by doing that, they begin to become, you know, the rave of the world and the money started coming in. So interestingly, it was when... When we begin to go back to ourselves, that we begin to get acknowledged. But when we were acting out other than ourselves, it was you know not uh, appreciated. And so, um, what I began to see in my research was that in America we had um, this war with trying to be acceptable. Um, in America, and of course, um, after um, the Civil War and, and slavery was over, um, you know, as African Americans, we wanted to release ourselves of all things that reminded us of, um, you know, so-called backwardness and, and hedonistic mm-hmm. um, forms of expression. And uh, so uh, within that, um, you know, period, we begin to, you know, uh, discard all these things. And so what I had found was that even though we discarded those things, um, the tradition was still being um, held and kept uh, here in the South. And then as a a result of um, the Great Migration, uh, Southerners moving up to New York, this is where you would see um, Thomas Dorsey. And in fact, um, Thomas Dorsey was a former blues musician, and mm. he he brings his Those blues, blues yeah, found the foundation yeah. of blues and the elements, and and puts that into gospel. Huh. So what I begin to find out is that we've been rebelling against the very thing that makes gospel music be gospel music, right. and that is the blues. And so ultimately, um, we are continually in this war of the sacred versus the secular. And, um, uh, and another point um, that I found was that uh, ever since that we you know got off the boat in 1619, the song Oh Happy Day um, was, it was coming. It was mm-hmm. coming to us. And so um, it appears in the midst of the late 1960s where um, earlier in that decade, we have John F. Kennedy. We have, um, you know, uh, you know, America, you know, tr- slowly moving to, um, you know, give African-Americans their rights, uh, women's other marginalized people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and we have all this great music that is coming out of the 60s. Motown, you know, the Beatles and, and, and James Brown, Aretha Franklin, Otis Redding. All these people are doing all these great things, but there's no real mention of um, gospel or, yeah. or spiritual music. But interestingly, um, uh, America, young America, begins to um, turn away from traditional spirituality. 
and go towards more Eastern, you know, philosophies and all that good stuff like that. And so uh, in America, there was just like this whole thing that, you know, God is dead. And so one of the um, the, the footage that I saw of um, Edwin Hawkins being interviewed, uh, he says that he um, created the song and the album, which I was able to find in a thrift store, um, which was uh, Let Us Go Into uh, the Father's House, Into the Lord's House. Um, and he created this song um, taking from a uh, 17th century hymn um, by Phyllis Doddridge. And so, of course, again, that is the story of Africans living in America. We're taking from what we have mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. and we're transforming it. And so uh, the original song before it became Oh Happy Day, it was Oh Happy Day, the choice that fixed my soul. And um, so that was uh, like like a, another um, aha moment. But anyway, um, so um, Oh Happy Day comes to us and it if you ever hear, if you really listen to it, um, it sounds like it has all of black music. It has jazz. It has blues. It has um, a little bossa nova because I, you know, found out that um, mm. Edwin was um, he was really influenced by Sergio Mendez. Wow. And um, and so even the um, the, uh, the lead vocalist at the time, Dorothy Morrison, uh, you know, church girl, but still um, a lover of James Brown. Mm-hmm. And she said, "I had to do something," and so she put that good God. It was a happy day. And so that yeah. that blues, that soul... It came through into the gospel. It's yeah. in there. And yeah. so um, the documentary is about looking at um, how the song developed um, through the process of us, you know, trying to navigate um, in America, getting our respectability, and, and how that the song comes to us at a time where... Um, with the with the assassination of John F. Kennedy, his brother, Dr. King, um, you know Malcolm X, the war in Vietnam, you know, uh, just all these things, this song comes and it gives people across the board hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, one of um, per- persons that I've interviewed for the um, documentary, uh, he said. Oh, happy day represents the commonality of joy. Because we as human beings, Mm -hmm. we all want joy. And that song, when you hear it, and I've seen comments on on YouTube where people who are saying, look, I'm an atheist, but I love this song. song, song, And and, and, and so um, I think that in this time, uh, we need to tap back into things that give us hope. And I think that... um, uh, this song, Oh Happy Day, is that song, and actually next year um, will be its 50th anniversary of when it became national. It was recorded in 67, they got a record deal in 68, but um, it was played and broadcast out to the world in uh, 1969. So uh, where are you in your production phase right now with, with the film? Okay, so um, <laughs> I've finally gotten... Um, feedback from a um, person that's in the industry and they have given me um, the green light to go ahead and nice. um, you know shop it around so what I'm doing right now um, is uh, I've um, already uh, contacted uh, Sony uh, to get the copyright um, posit, um, permission mm-hmm. uh, so I'm doing that and I'm about to um, 
uh, sent a letter um, to uh, Edwin Hawkins' uh, estate uh, informing them and, you know, going through that pro, uh, proceeding. Now, I've already conducted uh, some interviews here locally. And the thing about um, this song and the thing about, um, in, you know, initially I was thinking that I had to go out um, to do interviews, but uh, everybody has their experience right. with Oh Happy Day. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, while I am going to, you know, definitely um, branch out, um, I interviewed uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Eugene White. He's a, a longtime, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, musician. Yeah. yeah. And um, he actually um, performed the song Ed, Ed White. Mm-hmm. In 1967, wow, with a primarily um, white chorus, mm-hmm. and they sound phenomenal. Wow, I have goosebumps all of a sudden. That's amazing. Yes, and so, yeah. um, and then of course, um, our our local um, producer extraordinaire, um, uh, Deborah McDuffie. Yes, um, she actually worked on um, promoting. His uh, second album, um, his version of um, "I Like to Buy the World of Coke," and mm-hmm. so um, we're going to have the we'll have a, a great uh, ensemble of uh, people. So uh, as soon as we get those l- little final checkoffs, then we're going to hit the ground um, running with um, getting our interviews. Um, I already have my you know pretty much my my, my team um, that's going to help me um, put it together, and um, so this is of course my official first interview and so i, well, I want to thank you very awesome. much much for yeah. supporting me in the dark yeah without question without yeah. question i think um and what we like to do is pro- at <clears throat> taste test live is to provide our listeners with a wide variety of information that ties back to music well wow. and I, I love your his, historical connotation on things. You always loved history, always. <laughs> right, 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 right. And um, especially with your your contribution, and we are we you know we are reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing, amazing documentary, and and I'm I'm sure. It, Was I in it? Wasn't it? You were interviewed for it, but you didn't make the cut. Didn't make the cut. <clears throat> I didn't make the cut. Oh. Yeah, but 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 I tell people that you know Blue Francois is a Viking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. And and interestingly. Um, <laughs> As it uh, relates to um, the literacy platform that I had, mm-hmm. um, doing the research for this took me to reading at a whole nother level because it was more than just reading, um, uh, you know, books and articles. I had to start reading scholarly works. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing that I found was that, uh, especially in our community, because we don't do a whole lot of research, we don't have the whole picture. Right. Which is so important. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Yeah. And, and, and interestingly, um, you know, I, I have, um, um, Amiri Baraka, but back then was called, he was called Leroy Jones blues people. I was just really fascinated about how he really, really tells the story of black music in this book at a time at which he's writing in the sixties. And it's like, but you were not back there, you know, but he had, interview all those old musicians and and all this good stuff like that was able to kind of put together that um you cannot have gospel without the blues you can't have the blues without the gospel because our it, it started with the just the, what they call the um 
the work songs mm-hmm. and the hollers. And as we begin to be introduced to Christianity and get a little um, bit of being able to read, we then, um, you know, brought that into our music. And uh, so it's, it's um, just for me, this was a, um, a, this almost saved my life because uh, at one point in this process, I was actually in the hospital and um, I was there and I had all my books in 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 my bed and was just reading it and um you know i just said wow i, I just really really got to tell a story and of course um i was saddened when um you know i found out that he had passed mm-hmm. um because i really really wanted to say you know hey you know i thank you because um this song i was born in 1971 and this song was of course before i was born but it literally followed me throughout all my life. I, you know, this album comes from my 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 home. My you know my my mother had it. Um, I remember us going to a movie um, at the um, uh, the Big Apple when they had a theater there in Gateway. Um, we went to go see a um, a concert, gospel wow. concert called Old. It was called Happy Day. Had James Cleveland, Shirley Caesar, oh. the Clark Sisters, yeah. and and that song was in there. And then um, you know. Uh, 1990, I graduate, I go to Ford A&M, and guess what they're playing, you know, in the band? Oh, happy day. Right. And, and and so the song literally has followed me all my life, and, and, I, and it has just always been a source of inspiration, and I want to share this inspiration um, with the world and encourage people um, to not give up on our classic music because yeah. it's it's so good. Yeah, I totally agree. You I know, it's totally amazing. Agree. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think "Oh Happy Day" was actually the first song to be to win a Grammy for best performance because really? they because you know back at that time it, it couldn't they couldn't actually formally give it a Grammy for the actual song. So his he got a Grammy for his performance in 1970. Right, right, it, and yeah. it, it was also the first million dollar. Um, it sold a million yeah, uh, copies, copies yeah. and, and we're talking about over Mahalia yeah. Jackson. Over, yeah. I mean, this guy Edwin, uh, and interestingly, it comes out of the West Coast. This is not yeah, the yeah. the center of gospel music, absolutely right. Um, but you know, that's how it it, it happens. And um, it also hit number one in uh, France, Germany. The Netherlands, I think it made it to the number four chart here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember when they first featured the song, it, it wasn't, um, in the gospel community, it was a backlash, but it was a community song, like kind of like when Tevin Campbell, you know, well, We Are the World. Yeah. Uh, it, in New York, it was a community song. So, of course, it didn't have that that gospel feel. So people did look at it as a secular song. And so when Lauryn Hill kind of resurrected it again in well in in my day and time um when she sung it it kind of like you know like kind of jolted the music again like i mean put it back in gospel rotations and they started right, playing right. it again after that um and so 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 by you doing the research i do remember um we trying at churches i would attend we would try to sing it trying to learn it but there was an issue of singing it the way they did it because it's like oh it's not you know make it more churchy so they, i do remember them trying to change it where it was little it went with like because they made it a hymn and i think people kind of was like oh it's not really a hymn because they uh they classified right, that song right. as a hymn and i remember it was just like uh oh, it's not really a hymn it's not like the traditional 
You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so that do make sense. I do I do remember that because I remember they didn't want to put that they didn't want to print because I think that that was a controversy. They didn't want to print the actual song in like the common books of hymnals. Because it was like okay, the structure wasn't like right, right, repetitive. And, and, and yeah. the thing, the thing about it is that we understand that, right? But we there was another generation coming, and they were gonna need a body of work. And oh, happy day is that next generation, as we have with the Kurt Franklins, we oh, have with you know right. the Lawrence. You might need to play you know, that. You know, uh, you know, yeah, please play it. Um, Which version? Um, the- Sister Act version or well, the, no, no, no. yeah, but um, the original version. But, but, but yeah. okay, you, you can do that. But really, um, I love the version by um, two versions. Morrison, uh, one with Aretha Franklin <gasps> and Mavis Staple. Whoa. Now on that one, it's like it's like they were like, okay, 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 baby, you did a good job. Y'all did. Comp- it. it was now, a competition. Now, now, now let Mama hold it, and. But then there's also another one by um, Brooke, Ma- Brooke Benson. Brooke okay. Benson, yeah. yeah. Uh, 1971, the year I was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he brings that R&B flavor mm. to it. But interestingly, uh, in his biography, um, Brooke always talked about he was going to bring put gospel in his yeah. music. And so interestingly, uh, with that, the last person to record uh, Oh Happy Day is none other than Queen Latifah, 2009. So oh, wow. if Queen Latifah hears this, I'm going to be calling you because I really would like Queen Latifah, to have check you, in, you know, Please, in, yeah. in, in this uh, film and also your production company. It would be a great, great thing. And um, so wow. anytime you have, and, and oh, let me just drop this nigga. Um, uh, Sister Rosetta Thorpe, mm-hmm. back in the 50s, she had a song called bring back those old happy days ah. so this it, it, it's been a, a, a reoccurring theme mm-hmm. and so when it came to us in 1968 um it was just the the, the full embodiment um you know of it and and so i just like i said um like i am just in love with the song and um i really wish that um uh, Edwin could have lived so that you know I could could have presented, but um, he's with me. Um, Absolutely, in, I feel in, like in he spirit. is too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. this is um, I was I had no idea what type of uh, what film you were working on, but I'm I have to say <laughs> you're intrigued, I, right? I'm intrigued, and I love a good documentary. Good, good. Um, and and I I grew up, and I mentioned I mentioned this a lot when yeah. we talk about the podcast, you know, on on the show, that I I my roots were very very deep in the gospel. So I heard this song millions of times um, and and seen different versions of it. But I'm just blown away. I'm, I'm, I cannot wait to see it. Yeah. And yeah. to see how it unfolds. And um, so for our listeners, do us a favor and tell people how they can find you um, so they can follow the progress. Okay, OK. Are you are you blogging? Are you on you know social media? Um, we're getting our social media game up now okay. uh, as we speak. Um, I'm, I have a new um, Facebook page. Emmanuel is making a film. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I have that. And um, I definitely, uh, when I'll, I'll give you information um, so you can put it out there because we want people to um, chime in and give us their um, their stories of yes. when they first heard Oh Happy Day or how they use it. And, and like I said, you know, interestingly, a friend of mine, um, she is an A&E mm-hmm. and um, her mother recently passed and they sung that song at her, uh, her funeral. And just uh, last Sunday, um, she sent me a video of their choir singing 
um, the song and the lady who led it um, had led the song back in 1978. Wow. And interestingly, like I said, again, I'm, I'm like, the AME is like, but if you know anything about AME, they're about the tradition. Yeah. And, and, and so um, I might be changing my. <laughs> church, I don't know. And you know, church affiliation. What, yeah. what church did you go? What kind of church you grew up in? Well, I, I started out in well, my my old. A lot of the older people in my family are, are went to St. Pius, so mm. Catholic. And then my grandmother, mm. she sort of abandoned Catholicism, mm. and then became a Baptist. Mm. Wow! And her children became really radical, very radical, and they start being Pentecostal in the Pentecostal church. So I was this kid that was going, you know. <laughs> It was Hail my, Mary and Hallelujah. The, re, the yeah. reason why I was bringing it up yeah. because you got to understand, like the AME, they're like a powerful, they like the Black Caucus, like they're they they're really a are powerful organization. And I and and so by him doing that interview, you know, like he said, you know, they they the type of people they don't like certain songs. like they have like a traditional way of doing things from the the way that they give out. Order you know, of service, everything. Order of service, yeah. music. Like mm-hmm. you can't sing certain songs, or there's certain things. Like they they appoint the pastors for certain churches, and so um, you know, like when you got like Church of God in Christ, you got uh, man, you got it's so many, it's so many versions of uh of Christianity. You know, I hate to say it like that, but so by him delving deep into um like such a history like that, it'll kind of like bring to light like when we sung uh how can I say Negro rituals back in the day, there was a question when, when he came into light, there was like, why are we singing about oppression? You know, like let's change the, let's change the direction of music and make it more progressive. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've heard conversations about it. I've heard, uh, I read documentaries about it. So by him doing it, it'll kind of like kind of put a broader overview of the, the pivotal um, of why Edward Hawkins was different from yeah. most of the people that's that's that um that was writing gospel music because he 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 gave a happy rejoiceful. Um, it, it's a song that makes yeah. you feel amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every time you hear it, you feel yeah, good. It was just, yeah, yeah, so. so you know, it's nice that you are able to accentuate someone like Edwin Hawkins, who has um has been a a, a key game changer. Yeah. Right. In in the music, yeah. I mean, there is always I love a good game changer. It's somebody yeah. that has come along and completely redefine the tool of music and, yeah. and how how music is being used and um, um the, the hawkins family in and of itself they just inspire yeah. me yeah. still to this day and you mentioned um our earlier uh chance the rapper i'm really really appreciative of how he's using the gospel choir yes. um <laughs> i love and, it i mean cause when i when i first heard <laughs> him i i was late to him but when i heard it i'm, I'm at work and you know, I'm listening to this. You know, rain down on and and, and yeah. I'm just like, can he do that? Yeah, he did but, it. He did that. But they did it <laughs> so that he could do it. Right. And 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 so exactly. I I really really am grateful for for that. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, Emmanuel Washington, again, it's been our dubious honor to to share this time with you. Um, I, I'm I cannot wait. Um, so thank you. Thank give, you. you because I don't like I don't like waiting too long. Okay, like. Can you tell us, like, is it going to be 2019? Is it, you know... Well, yeah, we want it to be 2019. 2019. Yeah, we, we really... Spring, bring, yeah. summer, fall. It, it will probably be um, fall. And if if it's not 2019, then it will definitely be um, January... 2020. 20, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. All, right. all right, that's good. So, um, Blue, can you, um, by all means, just take us out? We, if, we you know... 
if if you if. really enjoyed today's show <laughs> and what you heard please follow us on facebook instagram twitter at taste test radio i have it memorized oh you do i have it memorized okay please follow us at taste test radio Please visit tastetest.live to find all of our old episodes because there's going to be some good stuff up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you, you can hear more by subscribing to our podcast. We're, we're on nearly every service out there. Um, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it. SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. We're everywhere. Yes. You can find us everywhere. Yes. So just search, like Blue said, just search Taste Test Live and subscribe to our channel and you'll get notified the moment we release an episode. The episodes are up on Wednesday morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. And for my friends out in, in California, it's 8.30 and they all are tuning in. Um, and if you really like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes and make, make it five stars because we like five stars and not four. Yeah. Um, thank That's our show. Thanks to our guest, Emmanuel Washington. Um, really appreciate it. This show is po- the podcast is produced, edited, and recorded courtesy of yours truly. And also, special thanks to a new production assistant that we have, Autumn Woo-hoo! Lee. Um, and um, also, thanks to WJCT for always allowing us to use their studios to deliver this awesome podcast to you guys. Um, one note about WJCT this, this particular episode is sponsored by WJCT, and they're the leader in public broadcasting in Northeast Florida. Please consider supporting local radio and local television. WJCT is also a nonprofit organization. And in order to keep great music shows and awesome programming here at 89.9 FM, consider making a pledge or a donation. I will be. Awesome. More, more information can be found at www.wjct.org radio. And again, this is Damien Lamar and my co-host. Blue Francois. 